Hey everybody, welcome back to First Month Free, the self-storage scam, with your boy, Smacky, and Macho. What up? Alright, so this is the episode uh, that you really want to listen to. Uh, if you don't listen to any episodes at all, this one is the one to pay attention to because for, for now because our pool is an entire two episodes but eventually <laughs> you'll want to listen to more <laughs> a whole whopping two episodes um but th- this one is pretty important and the, the ones that will keep going on i mean it all paints a bigger picture but um this one is part of the whole scam thing so Basically, this episode is about insurance. Mm-hmm. Protection plan, but yeah, we'll, yes. get, we'll get into that. Yeah, Protection plan, um, that is required uh, in some states that we call it that. Um, but really, when you get down to it, insurance really is pretty much the ultimate scam yep. in self-storage. Yep. In all, in all industries, I mean, we, we don't have to go down that road, but yeah, it's, it's big in self-storage, sorry. Right. So, um, why would you want to get insurance for shit that you're putting in the self-storage? Well, um, let's see. To be honest, a lot of my customers don't even want it. Um, but that's... That's not true. People that put stuff in there, they want to make sure it's protected, right? <laughs> I think if we didn't shove it down our customer's throat, our conversion rate would probably be like 40 to 50%. No lie. I think that's what it was before they started having the um, the requirements, right? The quotas. Well, I just I can't see why how that is true. Okay. To tell you the truth. Because if you're putting... Uh, your stuff inside a unit and you're paying an absorbent amount of money for just a, a empty room you want to make sure that your stuff is protected in there right i mean you might have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff and you know this insurance uh, program is going to make sure that if anything happens you're completely covered right macho uh, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. <laughs> I am being 100% sarcastic. Oh, thank God. I thought you went company man there for a second. I was I couldn't breathe. All right. <laughs> so basically, um, insurance, when it gets down to the nitty gritty stuff of it, um, what it only kind of really protects you on would be some kind of a... Mm, small disaster. I say small because there are bigger ones out there, but Mm -hmm. let's just say um, a fire or... um, Not even a flood. Maybe a hurricane. Yeah, yeah, or a hurricane. Tornado. Um, And Mm break-ins. And that's only a specific type of Mm break-in. There's a lot of other stuff that can happen, but these are pretty much the most common ones. Yeah. Um, we'll touch on something else that's bigger in a, in a minute, but when it comes down to it, these are really the ones that are only going to get paid out. Crazy, right? Insane. Now, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I was totally um, messing around earlier, but, you know, people, depending on who you are, when you're putting the stuff in there, they're usually putting in 
about maybe tens of thousands of dollars worth of furniture, appliances, mm-hmm. uh, clothing, mm-hmm. electronics, you name it, people put it in there. You shouldn't be putting all that stuff in there, but they do. You shouldn't put anything in storage, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, when you get a protection plan, you think that you're going to get fully covered for this, right, Macho? Oh, you, that, that's kind of the assumption when you when you take an insurance plan. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of explaining we really have to do um, because our quote unquote insurance presentation, especially from from storage veterans like myself and uh, and Smacky here, we are going to make you buy it. Um, and, and I know that sounds horrible, but there's not a whole lot of explaining I have to do. Um, you know, we use key phrases like. Oh, it's included in the price that you pay, right? And then you add the premium to the rent and bam, that's that's what they think their rent is. Um, now, if they ask specifically about the policy, I might go over a few details, um, but our companies, of course, tell us not to discuss the insurance policy in detail because we are not agents. And they tell us that because hardly anything is covered. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Along with that, um, we can't discuss that because if we tell them something is covered and that specific scenario happens, well, they're going to be pissed when they find out that it isn't covered. Super pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so shut your fucking mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in regards to storing stuff and the amount of stuff that is stored in there, um, typically speaking you're only getting uh, either two, three, four, five, or six thousand dollars worth of coverage. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep, not much. Not much else. There used to be a program where you could inventory your space, take pictures, and send it to the insurance company. To be honest, I haven't looked into that anymore. Um, I was just training somebody and. She had said that that's still possible, but I don't know how much research I'm going to do on it. But anyways, yeah, not not very much um, coverage, considering you might be storing an entire house in a 10 by 30. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you think you're putting in all this, you know, value inside of it. Something happens and then like, oh, well, sorry, you only signed up for two thousand dollars worth of insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sorry. And that's if you got it. Oh my God. If yep. you did it, well, you're fucked. Yep. So there's a small blanket of things that are covered by the plans. Um, and again, you know, we just can't tell you what is covered. Um, you know, the the, in, the insurance. If, if we're doing our job, we can't right. tell you, but we're gonna tell you here what is and isn't, and we're gonna tell you that. Uh, ways to go around it um, if you do decide to ultimately get a storage unit um, provided we hope that it's temporary we'll we'll tell you how to save the money and in the end if something happens to your stuff um, you should have comfort knowing that the items are covered with insurance slash protection programs well that's just not true bullshit And this is what this episode hopefully educates you on, opens up your eyes, um, and (laughs) either helps you get your shit out of your unit that you have in right now, 
Or at least um, maybe you go with a better protection program, which is maybe your own that you already have and you didn't know it. Yep. Okay. So a um, couple of truths over here that we're going to talk about. Uh, first off, you should know that nobody gives a shit about your old, crusty, depreciated stuff that you care so much about that you toss into a unit Never to see the light of day again. We don't care. Nobody cares. We don't care. Matter of fact, you don't care either because you put it there. Nope. And the storage company doesn't care. As long as you're paying the bill, it doesn't matter what's in there. It doesn't matter. And guess what? If you stop paying the bill, they will sell your shit and rent it to somebody else who will pay the bill. We open up yep. the space, we inventory. I don't care if there's gold bars. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I would care. Um, I don't care if there's <laughs> brand new furniture or, you know, homeless bottles of pee. Uh, we're selling that shit either way. Uh, and yeah. we're going to prep it for the next customer. <laughs> You're taking those homeless bottles of pee too. <laughs> yep, I'm taking it. I'm going to like it. Oh, man. The, so the quote-unquote insurance industry and the self-storage industry are basically in cahoots together to take your money i like this bottom line bottom line there's no way around this you guys are just on this for a ride for an extra amount of money and it's unnecessary let me let me let me let me present something to you real quick, Smacky. And I want you to pretend like you don't know the answer to this question. So we'll kind of be speaking to the audience. Let's say your insurance premium is ten dollars a month. Okay. And you pay the money to your storage industry, but the insurer is usually a third party affiliate. How much of that premium do you think goes to the insurance provider? If I'm just a regular person and this is a third party industry, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure all that money goes to them, right? I'm sorry. That is incorrect. The truth is only 20% of the premium, maybe even a little bit less, goes to the insurer. The remaining 80% plus goes to the storage provider. They are charging you 500% markup, give or take, on a policy to cover 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, whatever it is, worth the dollars worth of worth of loss. Okay, so if you were to let's say go outside your storage industry when you rent a unit and bring your own policy, the typical cost for let's say a $2,500 policy would be two to three dollars a month. Okay. Um, that's the markup we're talking about. That's the ripoff we're talking about. Uh, that's what we want you to understand. No way. Way. Wow. So you're telling me that as a customer, I'm paying this extra amount of money that isn't even fully going to this insurance company. South Storage is pocketing most of that money. It goes right into their pocket. The markup on a specific item um, let's say for a box, uh, the company might pay $2 or 20 cents for, you're going to pay $2 for, right? Everything that you're buying in the storage industry is marked up insurance, rent boxes, whatever it's all included. Wow. Ridiculous. So the main point 
of getting that plan is if something happens, you don't have to go through your own insurance to file a claim, which can cost anywhere between $500 and upwards and some, some cases over $1,000 to make a file. Yep. Now, what I just said is a selling point. Yep. So yep. we're over here trying to tell you that, well, your shit really isn't protected, which it is not. Okay. And in case something happens, you have this insurance right here and the deductible can range. I, I, I can't tell you how much it is for every place, but usually it's probably around 50 to a hundred dollars. Yep. Okay. Now, if you're using your homeowners, renters, insurance, whatever, whatever kind of insurance you have, um, the deductible is going to range from 500 to a thousand to sometimes over a thousand dollars that strikes some sort of chord with somebody it does um because oh shit you're right i'm gonna have to pay this deductible and then my insurance might go up so that is a selling point as to why you would get um just that third party insurance <laughs> bullshit so the problem is insurance providers is that they don't cover some of the most common mishaps that occur in self storage the two most common yeah so here is something that iss from their website states iss stands for inside self storage here's what they say about providing insurance this is why, in addition to disclosing your facility's coverage requirements, you should offer options for protecting stored goods. A tenant protection plan is an excellent solution. Courts in California and other states have ruled that this is not insurance. Mm -hmm. that it's a three-party agreement in which the tenant and facility operator are the first and second parties. Here's how it works. The renter contracts with the operator through a signed lease addendum, in consideration for additional fee per month, the operator agrees to shield the tenant from property damage or loss within specified limits. <laughs> That's funny. Mm -hmm. The third party is added when the self-storage purchaser uh, purchases, I'm sorry, a contractual liability insurance policy that assumes any obligation to the tenant. This is a reinsurance agreement. The third party provider receives a portion of the administrative fees. <laughs> If the tenant suffers a loss, the owner becomes legally responsible only if they're proven to be negligent or they breach some other duty to the tenant. Which has happened in court. Yep. Yep. Um, it, it might happen more often if people challenged it. Exactly. But nobody wants to go through the small claims court disaster that takes forever for five to ten grand worth of shit. Yep. And, and, you know, it might be worth it because you, you would probably win. You would probably. That's a really good point. You would probably win. You would probably win. Yeah. It's almost like the, the, the court system knows that the industry, the self-storage industry is kind of predatory. And, you know, they, they have all this type of verbiage in the lease and maybe even in, in their insurance addendum that says, if this happens, we're not responsible. If this happens, we're not responsible. If this happens, we're not responsible. And then you take it to court and the judge looks at the contract and he's like, 
this is ridiculous. How can you guys yeah. not be responsible for anything? You know, judgment <laughs> right. awarding the plaintiff five thousand or whatever the whatever the um, the claim said. It's pretty it's pretty crazy. We've seen it happen multiple yeah. times. We have, and again, um, we've seen it happen happen multiple times. Um, not enough times though, because people just don't want to go to court for this. They think it's a waste of time. They're not going to get anything. But again, um, just like how Macho just described, you're probably going to win. Yeah. And they'd, but, but like Smacky said, they, you'd rather not go to court. You'd rather try and fight with whatever storage company you're, you're, you're storing your stuff with. You want to be heard. You want to complain. Chances are the person on the other line really doesn't care. You know, his or her job is to make you not go to court. Um, you know, make you satisfied with a $50 credit or one month's free worth of rent, which in some cases we won't even do. I guess it depends on, you know, who the district manager is. Yeah, it, it really just depends. Um, and it depends on how the conversation goes, you know? Yep. Um, if you're nice, we might try and help you. But if you're a dick or a bitch, um, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so small breakdown of how this works. Um, there are a couple of things here that you need to remember when dealing with that quote-unquote insurance company. Number one, depreciation. Big time. Um, <laughs> anytime you're making a claim for anything, it doesn't matter what insurance company, but specifically for self-storage insurance, um, that agent is going to let you know that if they do pay you out, the items that were destroyed or taken, whatever it may be, they're subject to depreciation. So if you're if you got a thousand dollar couch that got destroyed due to whatever it might be, let's say a leak in the roof, well, you're not gonna get a thousand dollars back. That's for damn sure. Nope. Um maybe if you just got it and you have a receipt, it's possible. Um, so <laughs> nobody keeps their receipts though. Nope. So there's that, but yeah, it's, it's a big time thing. You know, again, the whole couch, um, example, like, uh, this couch was a thousand dollars. Well, basically as soon as you took it out of the store, it, it wasn't a thousand dollars. Yeah. It's worth 500 on offer up. And if you use it for a year, it's worth 150 to 200 at best. Don't That's... you dare lowball me that. <laughs> This couch uh, is brand new, damn it. I'm sorry, sir. It's not worth what you think it is. You can go straight to hell. Well, the court's always at your disposal. I recommend you take us to small claims, but because you'll probably win. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll look into that. And then you'll never hear from the customer again. Yep, never. Number two, rats. Rats, mm. rats, rats. This is a big one. I didn't mention this in the beginning. I kind of hinted at it, but again, um, rodents are not covered from insurance companies. And they're fucking everywhere. I they're... don't care where you go. There are rats or there are mice. Nicest storage facility in the world. I guarantee you they have a fucking mouse running around in the hallway. They sure as fuck do. Um, they are considered an incontrollable variable. 
Yep, that's a great term, Jesus. Yeah, I and you know, because I've dealt with that before, and that is what the insurance company tells them. Interesting. I did not know that. I'm getting yeah. educated today, sir. Well, you know, you and everyone else that's listening to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, because technically, you know, it it's nobody's fault for rodents. It's not. Unless it is your fault, in yeah. which case um, you either stored food, some type of liquid that they can smell, mm-hmm. or you kind of just um, packed like a quote unquote pack rat. And yep. threw everything into a trash bag and said, well, this is great. This will be fine. Yep. Well, no, that's like a, a, a little fuckhole for them. Um, <laughs> a, a little rat shack, if you will. Um, they love that shit. They love it. And even if you didn't bring it in, your neighbor could have. Remember, at any facility, yeah. you could have 100, 200, even up to 2,000. Shoot, some some stores in New York have three and 4,000 units. Um, other people, you don't, you know, these people are dirty. You, you don't know what they're bringing in. It's always a risk. Yeah, you have no idea. So again, like Macho said, it could be the nicest self-storage facility there is. We have a couple in, in our portfolio. Fucking nice. nice. We charge up the asshole for rent. But guess what? There are rats there. Yep. So <laughs> make sure that you protect your stuff. You know, if you have to store, put it in a box, tape it up. You, yes, they can chew through that, but that's not mm, desirable. You know, what's interesting is, um, sorry to go off on a quick tangent here, but I was recently training somebody from... Um, who used to work for, let's just say, the biggest publicly traded storage facility in the United States. And they claimed, okay, now I need to verify this, but they claimed that their policy will cover rodents. I seriously doubt that. Um, And it's the only facility I've ever heard uh, that does something like this. Um, But I'm going to look more into it, and maybe in the next episode I'll bring you some info on it. Yeah. Definitely. That sounds interesting Um, because I can tell you right now, nobody else does. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, switching um, gears just a little bit. Number three would be insects. Along with rodents, these bad boys are considered variables as well and usually are not covered either. Who's to say that you didn't bring them in with you? Yep. Um, not so much a rat or a mouse that you would bring in. You might notice that. Not entirely impossible, but more improbable. And I found these. I find these things all the time. Even when I show storage units, like when I open up the door and the customer, you know, they might be looking behind them or looking at the door or the lock that I just took off. If I see one on the ground, I'm kicking that shit like Ronaldo. Okay, I don't want them to see it because if they see it. You know, the first question they ask is, do you have a do you have a bug problem? And if I wanted to answer them truthfully, fuck, yeah, we do. You know, we do. But I'm going to I'm going to kick that shit down the road. Anyways, go ahead. You know, um, I, I've been a lot more forthcoming with my customers when they ask that, mm-hmm. um, because no matter how much and I, I, I do it, all, I, I sweep, I dust all the time. You can't get rid of these cobwebs. You can't. You cannot. And so at some point, someone's going to run into one 
and they get that, you know, they ask, they ask that question. Uh, do you have a, a bug problem here? Fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> There's ants everywhere, depending on the weather or if it rains, you know. Yep. Sometimes they're looking for water. Yep. Sometimes the water brings them out. So those fuckers are everywhere. Yeah, we have an ant problem. You got ants, we can we can bug bomb it, we can spray it. And guess what? So do restaurants of all types, right? I have sons that work in the fast food industry, cockroaches, mice, all of it within the restaurant. All, I mean, so anybody that tells you, you know, that they have a perfectly clean facility is is completely wrong. Oh, yeah. They're, they're full lying. of shit. Yeah. Totally full of shit. And, and, and then uh, uh, cobwebs, uh, spiders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't get rid of spiders because you can spray, but you got to remember that their legs are the only thing that's touching the ground, not their bodies. Yeah. That's so, the point. That, that poison doesn't really get them unless you spray them directly, which eh, doesn't defeat the purpose, but it, <laughs> they're just going to walk over it. God, I can tell you've done a lot of these complaint calls because you've got some very good verbiage um, to kind of explain this to, uh, to, to the lesser type, myself oh. included. Yeah, that's bodies didn't touch the ground. Like, I've never heard that before. Oh, and you know who tells me that? The exterminator, because we got an exterminator. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it's just, it, it, he'll tell me too, you want me to spray it? I can spray it, but, you know, it's not going to do a whole lot. Cool, whatever. Yeah. I you appreciate just, your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> you just get to tell the customer, you know, when they ask, do you pay for, you know, which one out of 10 might ask this, do you pay for a service or do you have an exterminator? Fuck yeah, we do. And that makes them feel better. Even though it means nothing, they feel better. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a double-edged sword, though, because when something does happen, it's like, you stand. True. True. I didn't think about that. God damn, you're all full of knowledge tonight, man. Jesus. <laughs> okay, well, number four, moving along. Um, Lock picking. Lock picking. People pick other people's locks, macho? All the time. What the fuck? Yeah, and that's because they don't want don't want to leave I've evidence. I've been living so. under a rock for <laughs> as long as I've been living. Then, yep. How does that happen? Well, they watch a YouTube video, um, practice on a couple of dummy locks, and before you know it, they're professionals. And if it goes to claim, insurance company uses this phrase: "That's considered mysterious disappearance." Because what what's, the fuck? What's to stop a customer from just saying, hey, my $2,000 keyboard is missing. Somebody picked my lock. Well, if there's no evidence of a break-in, meaning forced entry, damage, somebody on camera, then the break-in never happened. Wait a minute. Hold on. So you're telling me that my $2,000 keyboard that I just put in my unit, and I know it's fucking in there, because I store my musical equipment in there mm-hmm. is missing yep. and it's not covered because of a mysterious disappearance. Correct. Now we won't tell you it's not covered and we won't tell you about the lock picking. We'll tell you to call the insurance agent and nobody does that. Nobody cares. It's $12 a month. You're not thinking about the value of your items so much. You're thinking about the cost that come out of pocket and it's just not worth it. You know, what's the worst part about that is that 
we will refer you to the insurance company to buy time because yep. we know they're not going to cover it. We know. We know. We it's know. as bad as lying. It's It feels like lying. So to all you people who have gone through that, we're sorry. But that's what we're trained to do. And And that's why we're doing this is because we're kind of opening the window here to let you know about this shit and about the industry. We're sick of it, man. We're sick of it. We're sick of lying every day, hearing the same regurgitated bullshit from our executives and our bosses. It's bullshit. It's a fucking illusion to make you pull money out of your pocket and spend it. You know what's the best part of this, though, Macho? What's up? Is that the self storage facilities will put this back on you mm-hmm. if you didn't get a dislock from them? Well, you didn't get the best lock there was. So yep. yeah, of course your unit was going to get broken into. Yep. In the case of there's a leak, well, did you put a plastic cover over your items to protect it from a leak? You know, insurance companies will suggest that. Did you call the insurance agency and ask? Wow. <laughs> That's something that you should have thought of. You, you know? should have. We have this uh, these merchandise uh, that covers all the stuff like that in case of a leak. Uh, you know, you, you should have bought that, you know, to protect your items. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's it's right up there with. You know, when we have to overcome quote unquote objections for people who say no to insurance or no to a disc lock, it's kind of the same thing when people claim there's there's damage to their stuff. You know, we have a whole sales routine we go through to make it so it's your fault, not ours. Like, yeah, it's it's just so distressing because no matter what. The odds are stacked against you because the insurance company slash protection company is doing their best to keep you from getting paid out because that's their money. And the storage facility is putting it back on you as it's your responsibility because you didn't do everything possible to protect your items from the hand of God. Yep. Gross. Yeah, it, it's it's not a good feeling. Um, I will personally apologize uh, because it is my job to talk to some of these people. And I already know that depending on the situation, they're not going to get paid out. We, you know the outcome before you even talk to them. Yep. Yep. God, it makes you think... Uh about other industries, you know, like how much lying and deceit there is. Uh, it's something to investigate down the road, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> we could probably do an offshoot of this uh, afterwards once we're done uh, into other businesses, For you sure. know? It, it, it's just, this is how it is. And it's unfortunate. Um, but again, the, the goal here is to get as much money from you as possible without ever having to give you a dime back. Yep. And, you know, it, what people don't understand about the industry is that, you know, one of the main things is break-ins here. 
you know, people think that their shit is secured um, when they put it in here. But I, 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 I'll put that back on you and say, why? Because mm-hmm. it's in a facility? Because you see cameras? Is yeah, that why? Because there's a gate? <laughs> you know, uh, depending on how tall you are, you could jump right over that shit. Yep. And that, what I what I usually say to people, you know, within the industry is all those things, those deterrents, right? Gates, cameras, keypads, they're just there to keep honest people honest. That's it. Yeah. You know, it. the criminals are not an honest you. person. It's not going to mean shit to you. Yeah. The only thing that you got going against or going for you is that maybe there's a camera that they don't see. Yep. And they mess up and they show their face, but you know. But wait, yeah, we have analog cameras, not digital, because a lot of the top tier industries or companies don't want to replace their security systems. Yes. And you know why? Because it's cheaper, it's actually prof- more profitable to just sell you an insurance policy and give you that false hope that in the event of a break in, you will certainly be covered. It's it's so backwards, you know? It's so backwards. <sighs> Can it get any worse, Macho? Yeah, I've, we've got a lot of episodes to talk about, so yeah, it definitely can. Well, that was kind of a rhetorical question. <laughs> but, but no, yes, it actually can get uh, absolutely worse. Um, we'll leave you with um, an excerpt from an interview uh, done with uh, two gentlemen uh, who worked for uh, the biggest self-storage provider there is, and that would be the Big Orange Doors Public Storage. Um, they're up in, uh, I believe it was uh, Sacramento or San Francisco area in California. And they were on the news regarding um, insurance policies and how it is a scam. Um, and this did not get any traction, any kind of attention or anything. Um, no. Might have been a, just a slow news day. Hey, get whatever story you think you can get. But in this case, um, and again, we have all the audio in, in that you can listen to that. Um, they had leaked documents, uh, emails, memos from the, the public storage company um, stating about, you know, making your quotas and stuff. And this is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. This, this is going on. And at the top levels, they are barking down orders to those district managers, regional managers, whatever the fuck you call it in whatever company you're in to bark down orders to the store employees to make sure they're fucking hitting numbers. And that's what it really all boils down to is hitting numbers. And we get grilled over these numbers. Ridiculous. So much so that, um, you know, not that long ago, I had to take a a mental health day. And, you know, it's, it's distressing. It's wearing. Because we got to lie to you to make sure that we're hitting our numbers. But don't worry, this is for your own good. Because if you don't have a protection plan or insurance in place, well, then you're screwed, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I just, I, I don't know what to say 
more about this other than listen to the audio and decide for yourself. Last night we told you about what happened when one man's storage locker was broken into and we exposed how even with insurance you might be out of luck. Well tonight former insiders reveal why they pressured people to buy that insurance and who got paid as a result. Julie Watts is back with a story you'll only see on KPIX 5. If you've ever rented a locker at public storage, you've probably heard that line. For these two former employees, it's all too familiar. They forced all their, their employees to learn the script. Don Totfest and Jim Casas spent a decade managing public storage properties and say they were consistently pressured to sell insurance. And you needed to be up there at least 90% on the insurance. Otherwise, you're going to be retaliated against, and that can include losing your job. And in undercover visits to several public storage locations. For your convenience here, we use the Orange Door Insurance Program. We found employees offered insurance without fail. While you're not required to buy the insurance sold here, employees are quick to make it look very attractive. We found they rarely let you know you can use your own insurance unless you ask. And when you do, they give you this Q&A that makes their insurance look much better. But tenants we spoke with say the policy was worthless for them. I don't think they investigated at all. Despite a ransacked unit, photographic evidence, and a police report citing burglary, John Koenig's insurance claim was denied because he didn't have the lock crooks cut off. Our investigation found that there were no signs of forcible entry into your unit. Deborah Ambers was also denied. Her missing lock replaced with a new one only public storage could open. And I could not get in. But the presence of a different lock wasn't enough to prove theft, and we found scores of similar complaints. Public storage denied our request for an interview, but in a statement said, insurance coverage for stored items is 100% voluntary, and there is no requirement to show proof of insurance in order to run a storage unit. Though the company's own website states insurance for your stored items is required, according to the script we obtained, employees must say all of our customers are required to have some form of insurance and in repeated undercover visits. So all of our customers are required to have insurance? Dating back to 2010. Insurance is required. That's what we heard from every employee. We require that all customers do have insurance. The company also says there are no quotas or any other financial incentives for property managers offering the insurance product. And Don and Jim agree with that. They say as property managers, they didn't profit from pushing insurance. Their regional managers did. Their bonuses were out of this world. We obtained internal emails that seemed to confirm their managers did have incentive to push them to sell. In 2012, the company's CFO explained the real money is made in tenant insurance. And in 2011, executives clearly stated bonus plans for regional managers include insurance penetration. That's right around the time Don and Jim say the pressure to sell got to them. I hated it. We hated it. They say when they stopped pushing the product, their insurance sales dropped and the company fired Don, claiming he'd stolen money from the till, a claim he denies. Jim quit soon after. I'm embarrassed that, you know, that I, I personally was had to force people to do something that they didn't want. Despite evidence that seems to substantiate their claims, public storage says those former employees are simply not credible and have no knowledge of the facts underlying the claims they have made. Julie Watts, KPIX5. But again, um, in the end, too, public storage um, provided a statement stating that <laughs> they don't do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they're going to provide a statement saying, no, we don't do this. But I can't, I can confirm, Macho can confirm, 
what these guys are saying is 100% true. So, um, thank you for your time. Um, We are here, again, to make sure that you know what's going on behind those roll-up doors. Because it's about time you equipped yourself with some better knowledge. Hey, I wanted to mention something, too. Um, Soon enough, my... uh... My most gracious host here, Smacky, is putting together some some social media um, pages for any listeners or anybody who's who has questions um, to send us a DM or send us a question and, and ask us about a particular episode or the industry in general. Um, so stay tuned for those ats, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll let you know soon. Um, th- thank you for reminding me. Um, because I'm going to plug our Twitter here, okay, which great. is at self storage scam at self storage scam. Yep. Um, and feel free to add us, um, you know, send us a DM. If you want to talk uh, and do an interview setup, you work for the industry. We would love to hear from you and we'll have you on our show. Okay. Well, if uh, you have anything else to say. No, that's it, man. Thanks. All right. We'll appreciate your time. And you guys have a great rest of your night or day. Take care, guys. All right. Bye.